Show wish to thank our primary sponsors, the Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in exceeding expectations every time. Anthony DeCecco and our friends at Tennis Addiction are ready to serve all your tennis needs at their beautiful facility in Exton, PA. Welcome everyone to the Rosie and Bill Show. And if you're new to the show, welcome aboard and make sure you follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Folks, our guest this week, he's been making millions of people laugh for years. And most of the time he's been doing it, he's been kind of ticked off. From natural disasters to the pandemic to parking lots, his beloved New York Yankees and Giants, he pretty much always has something he's fired up about. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show, one of the funniest and most ticked off guys on the planet, Vic DiBattetto. Vic, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's our pleasure, Vic. And I have to tell you, it's fun to have a fellow Paisan on the show. <laughs> and it's it's nice to hear my last name pronounced the right way. <laughs> well, you know, thank you. We watched your segment on the name, okay, on your name. And because people often say my name wrong or they spell it wrong, and it's kindergartners get it right but adults don't for some reason but i i was like yeah. oh my god bill i checked the the you know paperwork and i checked everything five times i'm so worried about spelling this name <laughs> well, thank you i i appreciate that thank you no worries but listen bill mentioned in in the intro about your your bit on the parking lot i laughed so hard because of course, it's funny because it's so true. And I had a, the same situation where I parked as far away from the store as I could because I was with, in someone else's car and I, I was worried. And didn't some Yahoo park right next to me over the line with the whole lot? So when I saw your video, you're just so funny. Very ticked off, Vicky. You know what ticks me off? Whenever I go shopping anywhere, I go to the parking lot, I park away from everybody. I don't want anybody parked around me because nobody gives a shit because it's all about them. They open the door, they bang your door, nobody cares because it's all about them. I like to park far away. I like to walk. It's a good exercise. I don't got to be the first mutant. I don't have to have the, the first spot in front of the store because I'm a spoiled freaking mutant. I don't take handicap spaces because I don't deserve it. I like to park far away. I like to walk. Clears out my head. Look at all these spots. Look at all these spots, okay? I come back from the store, and this guy's got to park right next to me. Not over there. Not over there. He's got all these spots. He's got to park right here. Right here. That's what takes me off. Thank you. Well, that was one of many uh, videos that went viral. And like you said before, it, it people relate to it. You know, it, it's I, I say what people are thinking. Yes, you do. And and you say it like a true Italian, which brings me to my next question. <laughs> I'm wondering, I, I love the bit like on your grandmom and growing up and all of that. 
why are we Italians so fiery tempered? Why do you think that is? Because we're honest. That's why, you know, uh, and I, I always get people that tell me I curse too much. I, people who curse and scream and yell are honest. And there's no other nationality I, that I know of that expresses themselves. We're very emotional people. Yes. I agree. I agree. And I, I used to live in California. And whenever I came back to California from visiting Philadelphia, my friends would be like, oh, we have to soften you up a little bit when you come back from. <laughs> well, that's why if you look at my tour schedule, I'm on the East Coast a lot. <laughs> I my my act wouldn't really go over in Boise, Idaho, if you know what I'm saying. I do. But, you know, I'm sure there are people that park over the lines and 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 crown people in an empty parking lot in even in Idaho. So so I yes, guess it's because because it's relatable. That's why no matter where I go in this country, there's always New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania, you know, tri-state area transplants. So yes. I really and if I do work to, you know, like the Midwest or Cal or the West or the I gotta just slow it down a little bit and maybe you know, use different words, but look, funny is funny. I don't care where you're from, what you do, who you are, funny is funny. That's true, and you are funny. So let's go back, Vic, when you were a kid growing up, when did you discover that you had this knack for, for being funny? Well, you know, like most comedians, I was the class clown, um, but I, I was sneaky funny. I would like imitate the teachers behind their back and, you know, as time went on, I, I grew up in Brooklyn. There was a comedy club in Brooklyn called Pips Comedy Club. At that time, it was the oldest comedy club. And a friend of mine said to have an amateur night there. Why don't you give it a shot? And I went on stage and I bombed. But I loved being on stage. I kept at it, kept at it. And fast forward, I'm headlining casinos and theaters and comedy clubs. It's It's been, I'm doing this. 40 years. The first time I went on stage, Andrew Dice Clay was DMC. That's how long I'm doing this. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, Vic, if, if you go back and, and look at some of those early days when you started, you said the first time, you know, you went out there, uh, things didn't go well. But when you decided to, to make that move and go into comedy, one of the things we've heard from many of the comics we've had on is that they didn't necessarily get a lot of support from family when they said that was the direction they want to go. So how did that work out for you when you decided to choose comedy as a career? Well, I guess I was lucky. My family was always behind me. You know, my parents always told me, you know, go for it. You know, I like I said, the first time I went on stage, I was booed off the stage. I bombed. But there was something about being on stage in front of a live audience. You know, the needle was hooked. And when you have a passion for something, I just, I never gave up and I just, I just, I love what I do, man. I, I make people laugh and I get, then after a while I found out I, I could get paid for it. I'm like, why, wait a minute, you can get paid to do this? I'm like, holy cow, this is amazing. It's just been a beautiful journey, man. It's, it's, and I'm still fighting the fight. It's still, you know, look, I'm not in that Sebastian Maniscalco, Bill Burr, they're in the stratosphere. I'm, I'm right here. But I'm happy where I am. I could still go out. I'll get recognized, but not to the point where I can't go out like it's Beatlemania, you know? Right. But I, I, I love where I'm at at this point. I'm like, I'm 62, you know? Who am I to complain? I, I, got a, I, I got a beautiful house, wonderful wife, 
two beautiful kids. I drive a Lexus. I got a great manager. I'm booked into 2025. Wow. I'm just enjoying the I'm just enjoying the fruits of my labor. I used to drive a garbage truck, a dump truck, a cement truck, a school bus. I'm only doing comedy full time since 2013. You know, it's just I'm happy, man. It's just a beautiful, beautiful journey. It's been so far. We've often asked our guests um, how they might define success. And I want to tell you, I think you just did. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't need the mansion and the Ferrari. Look, I got my audience, my fans are the most loyal and supportive fans. I got a great fun. The social media, that was a big help for me. Here I am, the 62-year-old chooch using the social media, and I got, you know, the viral spread of milk. That was the first one that went viral. Then I did a rant on Kanye West and Justin Bieber. That went viral. Then I did during a pandemic, message to the government. That went viral. And I got a steady, loyal fan base that keeps coming back. I get people that tell, oh, this is the seventh time we're seeing you. We're coming again in two months to see. I sell tickets. As long as I'm selling the tickets, I'll be going on stage, you know? I'm just riding the wave because this business tomorrow is promised to nobody. That is so true, Vic. I mean, everything that you're saying, and it's it's really inspirational because a lot of people maybe wouldn't have the staying power to do the survival jobs that you just referred to and still find the energy to write the jokes and get out there to the open mics or get out to the there to the gig. So, you know, that that for all the comics that are young that are watching this show, you know, this is this is how it's done, right? I mean, what what advice would you give to to people coming up? Look, I'm look, I'm grounded. I got a beautiful wife that, you know, I started I got married and I did I started getting to stand up around the same time. Ninth, I got married in 83. I started comedy in 82. I'm grounded. And I work with some of these young kids that open up for me sometimes and I all they worry about is getting the sitcom, being in a movie. <laughs> just just worry about tickets. Worry about your act. Own craft. That was 40 years some guys doing it two, three years. Did they like, I'm not on Jimmy Fallon. How come I'm not doing Jimmy Kimmel? That means nothing today. The old days when, when you made Carson and he called you to the couch, that was it. You were like a made man in the mafia. Right. You could do Jimmy Fallon 20 times today. It means nothing. Just worry about selling tickets. Work on your act. Be nice to people. Don't be a diva. Check your ego at the door and just work on your act and make people laugh enjoy what you do they just worry about just think of the big picture they they worry too much about, look i did one movie kevin james called me out of nowhere puts me in mall cop too i wasn't even expecting this it happens to you when you don't expect it i guess i'm lucky man it's a it's a brutal business you know it's not who you are it's not who knows it's not who you know it's who knows you mm, that's mm. a great way to say it but the the thing yeah not just luck though, Vic, because you know, you you've shared that you've been preparing and building this energy for a long time. So it 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 got out there and you drew it back to you. How long did it take you, do you think, to really get a solid act? How many years did it take to craft that? 
like I said before, the act that I have now, it, it took me 40 years to get the act that I have now. I mean, the other night I did an, I did an hour and a half. I, it was mostly I was improvising. It's just the more stage, and that, that's another tip to young comics, the more stage time, to be, the better. The experience really is, you know, now you got these comedy schools. You, you can't learn this. I mean, would you stop at the comedy school? I don't, I don't get that. But I'm grounded. And I got the social media. And it just took me. I, then 2013, I signed with Russell, the guy that you hooked up, that you spoke to. He's a great manager. We, I have a different relationship than any other comic has with a manager. He's like a, a brother to me. And he just he just took my career. It just... Hey, look, the pandemic, two years, all my shows were canceled. I was doing these Zoom shows, which you, you can't do you can't do stand up on a Zoom. You need that live audience. But the social media, the videos, that's what pulled me through. Now when I go to these shows at the meet and greet, people tell me, dude, you got me through the pandemic. Nothing can compare. No standing ovation or sold out show can compare to somebody, somebody telling you that you got them out of their depression. I mean, come on, man. That means just, I got a soldier in Afghanistan sent me a picture of him and, sent me a folded American flag, said he was about to put a gun in his mouth. And he heard his friend watching one of my videos. And he said, I saved his life. I mean, come on. It just, you can't compare that to a movie or a sitcom. You know, it's just, I love what I do. I'm thankful, you know? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, though, Vic. I think from everything you've said thus far, and I think you've hit the lottery because you're grounded and where you're at. And the fact that you had someone tell you that you saved the life of someone serving the country. I mean, how many people can get to say that? I mean, that's, that's so powerful. It, it's all the time. I, the private messages I get, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't, I got my haters too, but you need haters means you're successful, but mm -hmm. being on stage, I still get the butterflies and to hear a, a full sold out 1200 seat of, of people laughing, especially now, the way the world is going, you know, we need to laugh now more than ever. Well, Vic, I wanted to ask you along those lines, you're talking about now, and one thing I'm curious about, especially given your brand of comedy, if you will, how, how would you say the business has changed from when you started to now, in, in terms of when you're writing, preparing, have you had to make any adjustments or changes? Because it, it doesn't seem to me as though you have, but I'm just curious. No, I, I've been, especially now, because the whole cancel culture nonsense, you know what it is? I talk about myself. I don't, I don't pick on people. I, I don't, I talk about myself. And now the, the, uh, the way it's changed, now you could be, you could have 2 million followers on TikTok just by dancing for 20 seconds. And then the comedy clubs will book you because you're selling tickets. But then you go see these people on stage. They got nothing. So what's this guy going to do? He's going to twerk for an hour? You know, it's, <laughs> it's, let me see you do what I, try, try doing what I do for an hour and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm a mile a minute. I'm screaming. I'm spitting. The pain is, is popping out. I'm not, look, I'm not clever like George Carlin. I'm not uh, a genius like Richard Pryor, but I'm very relatable. I talk about myself. Growing up in an Italian household in New York, being married, having kids, and just everyday things that tick me off. And it, it just resonates with people.
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you find the humor in everyday things and that's not always easy to do. You know, you could have 10 people with the same scenario and you would be the only funny one, you know, or a hundred people. Oh, thank you. Uh, You you know, they got to understand the stand-up is a whole different animal than the videos. I mean, my content, I don't mean to be blowing smoke up my own ass, but there's no comic out there that is putting up the content that I'm putting out. I've been putting up a different video every day since 2009. I got different characters. I got ticked off Vic. I played manager of the Yankees, the coach of Giants. I used to have my mother-in-law. She was in the video. She passed away, unbelievable. But uh, I got uh, my cat. I got my nosy neighbor, Alan. My manager, Russell, he's in some of them. I got all these characters, the old man, the, the grandpa. It just goes on and on and on. And, and then when people come to see my stand-up, it, here's the best part. I'm now at the at the point where I'm getting heckled by my own material. People are yelling out my videos during my act. And it's screwing up, but it's kind of gratifying that I'm getting heckled by my own material. It's, they're yelling out requests now. It's just amazing. <laughs> Now, how many how many people can say that? That that's amazing. But I I, I want to ask you um, a a couple of sports related things in a second. But before I do, I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on something because I'm surprised. I'm assuming you must be sitting in something other than your house because I saw a video earlier today where you left the gas on, and it didn't look good at the end of the video with your house. Yeah. I- I had to have shut the gas, right? Yeah. I shut the gas. No. <laughs> so the house blew up. Yeah. What a guy that does special effects. <laughs> yeah, thank God Lucy will be home and, and my cat has eight more lives. <laughs> <laughs> so... Had to just touch on that because that was that was a classic too, uh, and it was just I just saw it earlier today. But um, every day, Giants and Yankees. If you were, let's say, the manager of the Yankees, or <laughs> if you were Brian Dable, what would you do with each of your teams to improve the situation for each of those uh, squads? Because you know, caring fans in Philadelphia want to know. Look. That game is going to go down in history. If you read the stats, what happened in that one game hasn't happened in the history of the NFL. That was, you got to think about it. Look, I still, I think they're a good team. I love Dable. I love uh, Wink Martindale. I like Daniel Jones. I like Saquon. We just got to forget about that game and worry about this Sunday in uh, the next game. What are you going to do? You got to wipe it out of your mind. Cause it's just the first game. There's, there's only one way up, only one way up. I got, I have a problem with Giants other than that, what happened, that dumpster fire of a nightmare. Now, the Yankees, on the other hand, <laughs> Hal Steinbrenner, he has ruined the greatest sports franchise. He's an idiot. He's got a personality of a paperclip. He doesn't care about the fans. Cashman is a moron. But analytics has ruined baseball. Okay? Now I'm pissed at the Yankees way before 
when they knocked down Yankee Stadium. That was an infomnia. How do you knock down the Cathedral of Baseball? You know, everybody talks about George Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner. That, because of him, they knocked down the stadium. Now it's just a plastic replica. But getting back, then the injuries. It, it, what's, I don't understand these injuries. Judge played a total of three years. Stanton played a total of two years. I mean, look at, what's his name? Aaron Wright. Well, that's an Achilles. That's The money is ridiculous. I say pay these guys accordingly to what they produce. Analytics has ruined the sport. They got to dig up Billy Martin and get back to small ball. None of this analytics nonsense. If the pitcher is doing good, I don't care how many pitches he's thrown, leave him in there till his, you know, the blood pressure is starting to go up now. I got to calm down. <laughs> Just leave him in there till he throws the zone falls off. But the, the, the Giants are going to be all right. The Yankees, it's, I think we got to probably, now the Martian, the Martian, the guy with the big ears, Dumbo, I call him. He got injured. He got injured. He got, he got injured sneezing. They, they, <laughs> they, they, please, we get to the topic. Well, yeah, and I will say this, Vic, and it's not just the, the Yankees. When it comes to the analytics and especially those pitch counts, I, I wish Nolan Ryan or Tom Seaver, I wish one oh. of those guys were pitching today because I'd love to see a manager go out and say, listen, you've thrown 98 pitches. I need to take you out in the eighth inning or seventh inning. <laughs> yeah. Imagine telling that to Nolan Ryan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they get what Robin got when he Luke. charged the mound. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Got him in a headlock and he was like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. You can't wrap your big toe up in DH for a couple of games. Come on. Mickey Mantle played with broken bones and fevers. He got drunk like four and he was in there the next day. Please. It, it's a whole, the world they come from is no more. No. That's true. Well, the money is insane. The amount of money, like you were saying, that people are making for years to come, even when they're not playing. You know what Bobby, I mean? Bobby, could you imagine getting paid by the Mets? My manager split his Achilles of, uh, at my backyard. We were playing volleyball. He tore his Achilles. And now he's he's watching Aaron Rodgers. Why? He's getting 70 million. I told my manager, I would tear my Achilles for 70 million. My manager said, I did it for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if you break. What was it? Four? I think he played four downs. So that was just under $18 million a play, I think. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, Especially now, people are living paycheck by paycheck. It, it's so hard out there. You know, you know I, I tell people the American dream is it's not like it, it's still. I mean, look, I'm living proof. But you just got to forge ahead, man. You know, I, I was taught hard work ethic by my father. And it's uh, it's it's working, you know, it's uh, day by day, man. You know, I take it a day at a time. Yeah, now, now, Vic, I had one last uh, question that I want to ask you before uh, Rosie closes us out, and that is we've talked a lot about different things that have ticked you off, and we've had a lot of fun with that, but what makes you happy? Wow, that's a great question. You know, just being with my, my wife and kids, um, I, sometimes I'd rather not go to a show, and I'd rather just go to a movie I watch. 
wife and go out for dinner. The simple things, you know, the simple things. I, I, my kids, they live in Scotland. That's a whole other story. And I'm thankful I'm able enough to afford to go to Scotland two, three times a year to see them. I just love being with my family. I love just hanging out and having a few drinks and laughs. And Definitely. And and like you said, it's it's the simple things. And, and also, you know, you're in a career where you do get to pe- make people laugh. And I remember hearing a quote from Lucille Ball who said, why would I m- want to make people cry if I can make them laugh? You know? Exactly. And it's and one of my favorite quotes is by Steve Martin. He says, be so good that they can't ignore you. I love that quote. That's great. That's great. And that takes a lot of time and a lot of discipline and desire and effort and all those things that you said, you know, you can't be lazy and you can't just expect it to come to you. Well, Vic, we look forward to your videos every day to thank you. The things that you've got going on and we really, really enjoyed having you on the show and we thank you so much for coming. Oh, and my, to us. my pleasure. Anytime you want me to do this, just call Russell. I'd love to do it. I love doing this. I really do. Because oh. it's easy. Yeah. And, and on the computer, boom, you're there. It's nice. Exactly. Well, we sure enjoyed having you and folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show and we will see you next week. Hey, what do you hear? What do you say? My Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, your sister's ass, the Pony Express. Vic DiBetetto here. No, it's Kevin Hart. Anyway, you know, folks, they say that marriage is a 50-50 compromise. Well, check this out. The walk-in closet, okay? It's all her stuff from here. All the way back there, wrapped around to here. But this right here, this little two by four section, that's what I get. 50-50, huh? All my shit takes up the shower nook and the seat. The seat that we originally put in, we had this built. We're supposed to have sex on the seat, but now it just holds all her. Shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's there's my little section right there. That's that corner where one of my soap goes. I'm like a fucking animal in a kennel that gets washed down with butter soap. Yeah. This is hers, the light cream. This is hers, the fat-free, lactose-free, the oat milk, the fat-free, but I gotta move all her shit just to get... To my Dunkin' Donuts creamer. Yeah, does that look 50-50 to you? I don't think so. I see what you guys did last night. I get it. You decided that if you play like absolute shit on national television and lose 40 to nothing, then the rest of the league will think you suck and they won't prepare as hard for you for the rest of the games this year. That must be the reason why you played the way you did. You're smart, not dumb. You know who's smart and not dumb? Fredo is smart and not dumb. You played like a bunch of Fredos last night. You know what happened to Fredo? That's not the brother you want to play like, ever. This week's episode has been brought to you by Doherty & Company Insurance Services for all your business and personal insurance needs. Our friends at Tennis Addiction in Exton, PA. 
and the Malin Agency, where exceeding expectations is how they do business. Interested in becoming a partner in positivity? Send us an email, rosieandbillshow2018 at gmail.com.